Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and go to whatever podcast app you use and hit that subscribe button. If you'd like to watch your podcast, we have a YouTube channel as well. Go check us out there and leave some likes and some comments and get in on the conversation. While you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about Raised on the Radio. Raised on the Radio has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. We seriously use a lot of their products. In today's world, it is tough to navigate through the craziness that is the supplement industry. It's also easy to get caught up in the cool labels and promotion instead of really knowing the ingredients in the products and the quality of the product. With True Nutrition, whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, they have you covered. And, as if you needed another reason to buy your protein from them, they now have all sorts of these boosts that you can add to your protein. I'm actually reading this off of the recent protein tub that I ordered. Caramel Macchiato Whey Protein Isolate Microfiltrated with Probiotic Boost, Super Greens Boost, Multivitamin and Mineral, Essential Aminos Boost, and Lion's Mane Mushroom Boost. And it still tastes phenomenal. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in C-E-P-N in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. You won't regret it, and you will never have to question the quality of your supplements again. Raised on the Radio's listenership continues to grow with every episode. We are always looking for great sponsorship and collaboration opportunities. If you or anyone you know has a business they are trying to grow and want to jump on board with us, email us at raisedontheradiostl at gmail.com. We would love to connect. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out through email or on the social medias. You can reach us at RaisedOnTheRadioSTL at gmail.com or on the Raised on the Radio's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. We also have a website where you can find all of our content. Head over to RaisedOnTheRadioSTL.com. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, don't hesitate to reach out. And now let's get into this episode. Hey everybody, thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of this show, I am Cole Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual. Back together this week, last week I was out uh, due to waterline issues with my house, not really going to get into that, but it sucked. Uh, Just we got lucky in the end that they found the leak, so I'm happy for that. We we, We got out unscathed compared to what you had to deal with in your old house, so... I can't really complain too much to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, you're welcome. Just paid that loan off. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. You you posted that uh, everything. So you were, I guess you were watching Home Alone. Uh, I was watching the fourth one. Okay, so stop right there. I know. It was you exposed. posted all of the other Home Alone movies besides one and two are garbage or something like that. I did. Here's the thing. I did. Didn't know there was number four, by the way, but number one is the only good one. My opinion, Home uh, Alone 2 is garbage. 
I feel like we, I feel like we went over this last year, last Christmas too. But I don't know. I I I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I think they were riding off the coattails of the first one. Of course, cash in. It's the highest grossing Christmas movie of all time. Yeah. Um, and I just learned that the other day. So the third one. Have you seen the third one? No, again, I didn't know. Okay, let me ask you this. Is the third one, does it have a little, little kid? Uh, No, he was about the same, probably the same age as Macaulay Culkin was. He was in a okay. bunch of, um, like, I think he was in a bunch of, like, Disney movies at a young age. Yeah, no. Then I haven't seen it. I can't no. think of what his name is, though, but uh, that one wasn't good. And the fourth I'm one. I'm sure it wasn't. The fourth one is even more terrible. I just Can found I out something? last night. But listen, the fourth one is even more terrible that I just found out last night because... They tried to recreate, like, like they they put the like did the same characters in the movie yeah. with different people. Yeah. So it's still Kevin same. McAllister. That's a different kid. Um, the dad and the mom get divorced, but they're two completely different people than the other movies. Oh wait, do you know what? Uh-uh. I think I've seen this hunk of shit. <laughs> it's this terrible, is ringing a bell. What, it is what terrible. Else? What else? Is Buzz in it? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I didn't Maybe watch I all of it. But it, yeah, it was it was pretty terrible. Oh, that one. So that, that so that's the third one. Yeah. So that kid, I think, was okay. in a, in quite a few like Disney movies as a young kid. He looks familiar. This came out in 1997. That's what I thought, dude. I couldn't believe it was that long ago. I yeah, haven't seen it. Glad I haven't. <laughs> But yeah, the fourth one was terrible. And also because they had a Marv who was a different guy. And there's, in the fourth one. And yeah, and there's no Harry. Uh he okay. used uh Marv marries a woman and she is his new <laughs> sidekick. <laughs> this sounds so it is so absolutely garbage. Wait, Home Alone 4, taking back the house. Yeah. Starring Mike Weinberg. Yeah, that one. That's what I'm talking about. It's terrible. It looks pretty bad. Hold on. This looks good. Yeah, and see that guy? Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Let's see. The guy that plays Marv. Guy in the side. Marv is played by French Stewart. Is that his really? name? Really? So he was from like Third Rock from the Sun, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy right here. Yeah. So yeah, that's him as Marv. Marv Merchant. Anybody listening to this is hating this, but that's okay. Um, All right, I'll stop sharing so we can get to the, get to the point here. Yeah, right. I mean the point is it's it's terrible. And then there's uh, you just seen. I think there's two more. One is a newer one. I think it was like with, with a British kid. I'm not Have saying that's like why a trans, it's terrible. Trans Kevin McAllister yet? Oh or my like, god! <laughs> I, come on, you know it's coming. It's I probably probably no. God. But I feel like I, I feel that. like Buzz. I won't clip that out. I won't clip that question out and post it. Or I, will I? <laughs> I feel like Buzz was in one of the recent ones, though, wasn't he? I feel like I saw something like he was on like a a, a talk show. Yeah, one of the late late night shows with the, I, maybe not. Maybe I'm just maybe they did like a Home Alone reunion of the uh, of the original cat. I don't remember, but yeah, you know the dad from the original is dead, correct? Oh, is he really? He died like six years ago. My wife and I were just talking about that because we just had on the first one. Okay. In spirit of this conversation, I put on the first one. It holds up. 
It's a good, it's a good flick. The second, yeah. I don't like the second one. Why not? What is it? What do you have against the second one? Uh, the second one just bothers me. It, it's something about the lady with the pigeons mixed with the hotel staff mixed with Donald Trump being in it mixed with the toy store guy. There's just so many annoying. You don't people. like Rob Schneider at like 21, <laughs> like age <No>. 21. <laughs> no. And I seriously doubt he was 21. He was probably like 35. <laughs> <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. We were, yeah. that's what we were talking about too. Cause the, so the mom, Catherine O'Hara and I can't remember the dad's name in home alone. The mom, guess how old the mom was when that movie was filmed. Mm. Catherine O'Hara, legendary, you Th- know, nineties comedy actress. Dude, right on. She was 36. Wow. That was so Guess lucky. What? That was, that was good job. How, <laughs> how old was the dad? Um, 42. 34. Oh, no, really? Looks, wow. Looks every bit of 42. He does. Wow. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Wow. So yeah. Are you a fan of uh, her? Like in general in, in, as an actor? Of who? Uh, Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Beetlejuice, Home Alone. Right. Can we talk about Ted Lasso a little bit? You watched Ted Lasso. Please. Were you a big fan of the show? I, I liked it. I'm curious yeah. to see what happens in season three. I mean, well, curious enough to like watch, but... Yeah. There, there are several things about that show that bother me. And I feel like we talked about this when I asked you, had you seen it yet? And you hadn't. Okay. I don't care where you are from in the United States of America. You know what soccer is. Like they made it out to be yeah. like, he's this fucking, and he's a, he's a college football coach, but he doesn't know the ways of the world. Yeah. Like, no, 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 no. You don't get to that point in life and not know what Europe is yeah. or not know what, like it's, it's, it, that part is goofy to me. Yeah. But like once they got rolling with it, it got good. If it, if, if I had just read the description of the show and not watched it, I don't think I would have been interested in it. Like Mm. if you think of what the storyline is, it's not, you know, it's not great. It's just a football coach turned soccer coach who doesn't know anything about soccer. And it's just so he can, because this woman wants him to, turn the you know turn the team into crap basically it's major league but soccer yeah yeah it's the movie major league but soccer yeah i mean they took the same formula and added a dumb redneck coach or hillbilly coach yeah it's but it it got it got well no so i i saw previews or clips of it on youtube or something i was like i'm not i'm not gonna watch that and then this was like after I want to say like the whole first season happened and I didn't even know anything about it. And then I think Jason Sudeikis got nominated for something and won something. And that's when he gave that really weird speech from his, it's like, it was during COVID. He gave like a weird zoom speech from his living room where he was like stoned and like, wasn't really like there. I don't think I know anything about this. Let's see if I can find it. (laughs) I want to say that he won an Emmy. So this will be worth it if I'm right, because I know like a lot of people shit on him for it. And I don't think it was anything necessarily too bad. Hold on. My favorite character in that show is the assistant coach. Yes, dude. I was going to say that. Yeah. 
And yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't really hands down my favorite say character. much or do much, but his facial reactions to things. And yeah, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, it's great. Here it is. Jason Sudeikis, best actor in a TV series, musical, or comedy of oh, the Golden Globes. Okay. okay. Wow. So, All right. Can I talk now? Yeah. Boy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'd say that. I mean, that's that's nuts. Uh, thank you to the Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, I mean, this is the for me the coolest thing that a group of you know like uh that's that's nuts especially uh, that's crazy okay all right um okay i need to know did they just tell him that this was a possibility about 12 seconds yeah. ago yeah i don't know <laughs> he was not prepared by the way he put on his best tie-dye hoodie for the occasion <laughs> what is he doing i mean don't get me wrong you're i don't like dressing up either but come on bro like don Cheadle, like is all dressed to the nines and uh -huh. fucking what's his name from Shit's Creek is all dressed up and shit. And he's just like, just got out of bed. Uh, what happened? <laughs> he's like, oh, wait, oh, cool. I forgot. Did I, I did a TV show. When did that happen? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. All right, I'm gonna play. Got my favorite cactus behind wow. me. Uh, well, here's what I'll say. I'll say this. Uh, I want to thank everybody that works on the show. I read this book to my, my son Otis called the three questions uh, by Leo Tolstoy. And he has these three questions. Like, When's the best time to do things? Uh, when's the right thing to do? Uh, what is the right thing to do? And then who is the most important one? <clears throat> and that last question, who's the most important one, is uh, is like whoever the person you're with. So I kind of Pause reject the premise of being the best actor because in my... By the way, Eugene Levy, that's a baller hotel room he's in right now. You know that's not even his house. Oh, he's yeah, He's just in a sure. sick-ass suite somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Meanwhile, the guy in the top middle, I don't even know who that is. I don't he's either. in somebody's, he's like in a dentist office, apparently. <laughs> in the waiting Sorry. room? <laughs> I don't know who any of these people are, by the way. I know who Don Cheetah is. Go on, go on. Anyway. Okay, but by the way, but, we're, we're two years late on this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, else. but but still, so Eugene Levy is just like smiling because of the situation, I think. Yeah, who's the guy in the beanie? I don't know, but he was, he's been laughing the whole time. At him. Yeah, maybe just not cut to him. He, and Don Cheadle, look at Don Cheadle's face right now. He's he is pissed. Not happy. Yeah, he's not happy. He's like, you are making a mockery of the Golden Globes. What is happening? Anyway. In your tie-dyed hoodie. <laughs> My humble opinion, the best actor is the person you're acting with. So I want to I wanna give this a shout out to all is the Is that just a painting of Eugene Levy? Because they're... Yeah, he uh, hasn't moved. Is he okay? You know, I don't and, know. Do they make me the best? No, but I know for a fact they make me. No, dude, seriously, better, I don't know that he's moved at all. Better than I am, uh, better than I thought I could be, better uh, than you know, than any, you know, than <laughs> than anything I could do. And so uh, I appreciate uh, everybody looking out. And Don's right. I got to wrap this puppy up. That's a serious you know, wrap it up, too, been, right? Like that's not day. a little windy, little windy, as my aunt Loretta would say. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you guys and. Uh, Shout out to my nominees, fellow nominees. Thank you. Yeah, he found out 13 <laughs> seconds before <laughs> they announced his name. Like, hey, by the way, you're nominated for this. You should probably get out of bed real quick. <laughs> you know he wasn't wearing any pants, by the way, right? Oh, absolutely you know, he was, not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like shit like that, though, man. Like, don't take yourself too seriously. Like, 
And I think that's what the biggest, like the people that liked it, that's what they, you know, obviously what that's about, what they liked about what, it. But the people that didn't like it, they were like, hey, come on, this what, is serious. What about his no, man, his management team? Like, what are what are they thinking at, at, at this point? Like, this is the Golden Globes. But it's COVID too, and it's like, you're doing everything through <sighs> Zoom, and who cares? Dude, who cares anyway? Yeah. You know? I, I, I guess. Did you, did you ever see the Entourage movie? No. No. Wait, what? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. So, I'm not spoiling anything, but like, so the end of the movie, they make their own movie essentially. You know what Entourage is. You know the yes. the, yeah. the characters and everything. So, yes. Vince makes his own movie. He stars in it, directs it, and dramas in it. And they both get nominated for Golden Globes. So the ending scene of the movie is is drama winning Best Supporting Actor, which was like a huge deal. You know, he struggled and blah 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 blah. Right. The, the thing I thought was so funny was like, even when they're trying to dramatize what Hollywood thinks of the Golden Globes, they still couldn't pull it off. Yeah. Like even in a movie, you 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 couldn't put yourself in the situation where like it mattered. You know, yeah. they tried to pick a guy, they give it to a guy who's like struggled his whole life. He finally gets to this pinnacle moment and you still go, yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Like. They couldn't even do it justice in a movie, like fictitiously, be like, hey, you should care about this. Like, right. Um, yeah, I don't know if you need to see that movie, by the way. It's not that great. I don't. I mean, how many I, how many year old how many years old is that movie now? I guess Oh, long time least, ago, but Yeah, okay. I saw it because I watched the show and one of the worst endings to a show ever. <laughs> ever. But uh how do we get on this? Oh yeah, so you Ted Lasso, and so because of Jason Sudeikis and his tie-dye hoodie, he will watch the U.S. play on Saturday. Yeah, that sure. was the conclusion that I came to with all of that. Yep, yep, sure. Yep. Okay, great. Yep, great. But no, I, I, I think that Jason Sudeikis was probably for what they were trying to do in that show. I think he was the perfect person to do. You really to be the lead character? I do. I mean, think. Well, think, the, uh, the reason why I say that is because I was actually sitting on the couch trying to think of anybody else to play that role, and I don't really have any that came to mind. Plus, I think Jason Sudeikis did a really good job in that role. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I, I, I just think the character is just not good. I don't think it's a good character. I think he does a fine. He does an okay job of like pulling a shitty character off because I, I think the character is dog shit. I don't get it. I think it's dumb. Yeah. I, I just, I, I didn't understand like, what is the, what is the appeal of having this guy be so ignorant that he has to go over there and literally be taught everything about culture and everything about, and I guess the whole point was like stupid Americans. <laughs> Here we are. Right. And uh, also the fact that yeah. he goes over there and like doesn't know literally anything about soccer, but then gets on the field and knows like drill drills to run. And, and well, I think and that was all like being dictated to him by the one dude. You think the dude that leaves the team and the yeah, yeah, but that but that's the thing. Like I feel like there are holes in the character. Like the character okay. doesn't really make sense to me too much. Yeah, but I also but, wonder if it's one of those things where like. They didn't really know if the show would take off in the beginning. I don't think so. I think they thought it was going to be an epic failure. Yeah. And if that's the case, you know, you kind of in that, at least in the first season, you just kind of make it through. And then once you get picked up, then you really start developing a lot better, I guess, as characters go on. Can I tell you why I think it did well or does do well? It's a fine mix of American and British television 
Okay. The way that it's shot, the characters, the character development, the storylines. I think it's a fine mix. If you've ever watched any shows that were originally British based shows and then be like Shameless and The Office and right. a lot of these shows, like, you know, it's a it's a fine mix. I mean, don't get it twisted. Euphoria would not exist if it weren't for the show Skins. You ever watch Skins? Uh-uh. You've watched Euphoria, though. We've talked about this, right? I haven't. No, you just explained it to me. I don't even know. what What is Euphoria on? What streaming oh, service? Jesus Christ. Um, it's on HBO. HBO? Okay. Yeah. I've been thinking about getting HBO yeah. just for... Um, oh. <laughs> just to watch the new Christmas Story movie. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can either, but I'm I'm intrigued enough that I'm like I should if I could get like a free trial or get like three months for three bucks or something like that on HBO Max, I might do it. That's the I only reason why I watched Ted Lasso. Also, is because I got three months free through Apple Plus or Apple TV. Same. That's why we did it. <laughs> so now we gotta pay for it again, I guess, if we want to watch finish watching it. But like yeah. uh, with the Christmas Story, it's why did we, they wait so long? It, this should have been like ten years ago, because Ralphie, believe it or not, has been in other movies. I I don't I haven't watched any of them, but I've seen him his face around. You know that's Vince Vaughn's like best friend. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Huh. He's been in a lot of Vince Vaughn movies. Okay. Yeah. So I never really understood like why wait this long, and he now he's like playing the age of the parent that he should have played ten years ago. And like in the in the 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 movie poster, like he just looks all he looks like seventy years old. Like it, it just doesn't look right. <laughs> yeah, it's like. But you know what's funny? And maybe this is on purpose. The dad in the Christmas Story movie, who looked eighty, was supposed to be like forty. Yeah, true. So maybe that's where they're going with that. Maybe. I don't know. Did they? Do you know? Did they bring anybody else back? Like from the original movie? Like is his little brother in it or anything? I remember watching the trailer, and I don't think I recall. Mm, it's a good question. Okay. Should we watch the trailer? <laughs> I mean, we can. Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> oh, life moves fast. One day you're playing kick the can with kids named Flick and Schwartz. I triple dog dare you. And the next thing you know, you're a certified adult. Bro! Flicks back. Ralph, Flicks tavern. Dear old man. Fragile. He was the best. Ralphie, promise me. Actually, I think that was Schwartz bartender. Wonderful was Christmas. It? That would make your father does look so old, happy. I promise. So old. What had I done? And that was all up to me. And why does he have the same eyes that Robert De Niro has in The Irishman? What is with the CGI eyes? On yeah, him? it's kind of weird. It's annoying. I think that might be Schwartz. Anyway, uh, go ahead. No, I can't tell. Okay, here we go. I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. Hey, kids, who it's wants to go see Santa? This is amazing. Incredible. We will meet you right here when you're done. Don't let him kick you in the face. Huh? It's the ladies way too When it's just us decorating, it kind of feels like child labor. Honey, it's not labor if we don't pay you. Yeah. Cheers. There'll be much mistletoe. My dad made this all look so easy. Mm. 
that doesn't mean it was easy. Oh, I got it now. Geronimo! Okay, pause That's it. That's brutal. Ralphie looks 60 and Schwartz looks 32. Uh-huh. And they're supposed to be friend... Like, come on. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Just bother. It's the most wonderful time. Oh. That was the Slowly that I was could him, feel the Christmas ember yep. beginning to glow again. I think I have to watch it. Yeah, I'll fucking see it. Who cares? It doesn't look good by any means. I, mean, I suggest you start drinking and don't stop till New Year's. <laughs> really, do you? Shut up. It's <laughs> like a typical like cheese ball ugh, buddy comedy line. Anyway. Christmas. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Go, go, go. You don't have long to answer. Probably Home Alone 1. It's a solid answer. I know, I, I, know answer. I know it's an easy answer, but like as far as movies that I ha- that I watch every year, it's Home Alone 1 and 2 and C- A Christmas Story. Those are the main movies you that I watch. You don't watch Christmas Vacation? Yeah, I do. Okay. Don't piss me off. You know what I tried to watch the other day was Scrooged with Bill Murray? Eh, it doesn't hold up, does not it? Not at all. Yeah. Ugh. I loved it when I was younger, but yeah. I'm okay with not watching it. Yeah, I was not impressed. I mean, I think like, I think it's like a cult hit because of how dark and weird it is. Yeah. You know, it's not a good Christmas movie by any means. Like, that'll <laughs> bum you out. Like, it's not, <laughs> not so, but I, I understand why people like it still. Like, cause I do have, I know, actually was just talking to somebody about that recently. Like, they, cause they're a huge Bill Murray fan though. Yeah. Like, I think you have to be into his, his dry, sort of humor to really get that movie and appreciate it. It's okay. I mean, but for me, it's like, eh, I could do without it. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas vacation is number one for me. still, I just, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about this again as we get closer to Christmas, but I'll say this and we can change topics, but an underappreciated or underrated, or maybe it's just an unknown Christmas movie that I think a lot of people should see is office Christmas party with Jason Bateman. Have you seen that? Does that have TJ Miller in it too? Yeah. I need to rewatch that. I watched it Dude, when it first came out. It's really funny. Yeah. Maybe I just like Jason Bateman movies. Like I, I don't I don't know a movie that he's in that I dislike. Off the top of my head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But no, it's 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 good. It's 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 worth the watch. I I'm a major Jason Bateman fan. I mean, we've talked about him so much on the show, but I I am and I he in a a big part of it is he can do every genre really well. Yeah. Especially between comedy and drama. I mean yeah, he just I think at this point he's stuck doing drama because of Ozark. Ozark and what he's done recently, yeah. I'm afraid we're going to lose him as an actor. Cuz I I told you before I listened to that Smartless podcast. Well, I listened to that Smartless podcast with him and Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. And dude, he gets so deep in the weeds in these interviews with the directing and producing 
side of it. Like I, he acts like he would much rather be behind the camera than in front of the camera. I can believe that. So I, I can, I mean, I know that happens to a lot of actors, but I, I could see him not acting very much from here on out. I mean, his family's been in the business for yeah, how long? Over 50 years? Long time. Yeah. I mean, longer than that because he's probably what 50, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, his sister is older than him and then his, his dad was in it. And so that makes sense. Yeah. Was it his dad? Somebody. Yeah. I know they're a Hollywood family, but yeah. anyway, so we'll revisit the, uh, the Christmas movies later on as we get closer to Christmas. Yeah. But the Christmas story one, I'll, I'll see it. Why not? But what I do want to talk about and something that we tried to talk about when we had Al on and we we kind of just got caught up talking about other stuff. I want to talk about Sick New World Festival. Okay. You know, as you know, after when we were young concluded, I predicted that the next one would be New Metal. I was right. What and it actually what, what, what was the reasoning for it being New Metal? Was that just a guess? My prediction? Yeah. Because I think it's a nostalgia-based genre that okay. I think is coming back okay. in waves of new bands, just like okay. emo, just like pop punk, and okay, you know, basically what you saw when we were young. Okay, so that's why I said that. But I mean, it also makes sense because you still have bands that are relevant today that you could put at the top of the bill yeah. and then fill it with a bunch of nostalgia-based bands, like they did with when we were young. Yeah. Same formula, same concept. And I think they did. I mean, this lineup, we pull it up. I mean, dude, this lineup is, and for me, this lineup's insane because I, you know, several of my favorite, you know, my top bands are on here. But I mean, look at this lineup, dude. You know, I've looked just from I've, I've, system I've, to incubus. Like, what? Yeah, Come on. Yeah. I, I've looked at this, but there's, I, I, there's a lot of bands that I just, you don't the, care about no no the, the definition of new metal i guess i just don't understand really Fair. okay so just, who just on this, because, uh, i'm so glad you said that this is this is gonna be just great. like okay cold is cold considered <laughs> new metal they got popular during the new metal when when new metal was ruling the world that's when cold got popular okay yes. okay same with cradle of filth cradle of filth is by no means here they are right here. Yeah. You can see my cursor, but Cradle of Filth is by no means a new metal band, but for the time that they blew up, it was during new metal rule. Okay. You know, Lacuna Coil is not a new metal band. Filter is not a new metal band. Who, Melvin's Hoobastank? not a new metal band. Is Hoobastank a new metal band? Again, got super popular when, you know, I mean, think about when the reason hit or even before that when crawling in the dark came out. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't new metal. Neither is alien and farm, but they all those bands got popular during that time. Does, does this fly- isn't called a new metal festival, but I mean, if you look at, I got you. Okay. Okay. You know, okay. who's headlining and yeah. Does Flyleaf have to announce that they're with Lacey Sturm now? Did yeah, she, I thought that was a little bit weird. Did she depart from the band? She did. No, they had a, a different singer. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know Flyleaf went on after she left. I mean, knew she was doing solo stuff, but I didn't know. Okay. Yeah, I played with them at Pops with a new singer. Oh, they put really? Out two records with that with her. Yeah. No shit. I need to check that out. And they were they were good records. I mean, she doesn't sound 
the, the, so the records they did with her, she does not sound like Lacey necessarily, but she pulled off Lacey's vocals 100%. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's good stuff. I don't think it's as good as the first two Flyleaf, Flyleaf records with Lacey, but yeah. uh, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we played with them and it was, it was on that show. Do I have the flyer up somewhere? No. Damn it. It was them and... Oh, dude, no shit. Stabbing Westward's on it? Yeah, love Stabbing Westward. I do too, dude. Um, love Stabbing Westward. When was the last time that Orgy played a show, do you think? Don't care. Would love to see him. <laughs> I would too. There are several bands... There are several... Like, for me, for me, bands that, like, are off the radar, you know, even when we're talking about the mainstream sort of bands that actually, like, popped... Bands on this list that I would just, it would just be fun to see. Stabbing Westward is one. KMFDM is one. Skinny Puppy is one. Ministry would be cool. Hey, uh, Mr. Bungle quick, would be cool. Quick question. Monster yeah. Magnet was earlier than all most of these bands, right? Space Lord. Yeah. That was, I don't know. That seems like it was earlier than a lot of these bands, but maybe I'm wrong. If you think about when System came out, when Corn came out, when Deftones came out, no, not even close. Ah, uh, yeah, you're you got a point. Deftones started as a band in 1988. Oh, cool! The year I was born. <laughs> so, <laughs> I always have to throw that into you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, I also don't like how it's just Ville Vallo and not him. So like, he's just gonna play. Oh, explain, ex- explain he, that. I know. I know who he, who him was. What's the was Billy him Vallow the whole... is the singer. Oh, okay. Okay. And I, I don't. But again, I don't know if I don't know if him is didn't not been a band or been a band. I did. But here, can didn't... I tell you the one band before you before you continue? Go I'm ahead. sorry. You're good. Go ahead. It's gonna. I'm gonna forget if I okay. don't say it now. Okay. I like the band. But I, I'm not sure why they're on the bill as far as based around everyone else you see here, turnstile. Not too sure why they're on the bill. Yeah. Awesome band. And believe me, if I were at the festival, I'd watch them. But it, it seems a bit odd. Also, can we move POD up the fucking I would like here? to see that. I mean, yeah, for sure. They have sold millions of records. What are they doing down here? <laughs> like, but. Lot of, this is a great lineup. What were you going to say? I apologize. Uh, I was going to ask, isn't him another one of those bands that Bam Margera was connected to? Or oh, that he they're the band. The band. That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say if not for him, they never cross into the, I mean, they never break into the United States at all. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was thinking. It's arguable, but I... I yeah, I mean, no, he was like a, a groupie. Yeah. Yeah, it was super weird. And he, he, not that this has anything to do with anything, but he always attributes his alcoholism to the singer, him, Ville Vallo. Because he met them in his early 20s. And when he was in his early 20s, everything was about skating. Wasn't really a drinker. Occasionally, he would be the occasional on the weekends. Every other weekend, there'd be a party and let me have a few drinks. But like he went to, you know, he was in Europe with with this guy 
And I remember him saying this vividly on one of these. Vice did a really cool documentary. They have a really cool documentary series about skaters called Epically Latered. If you don't know what that is, go watch it. Um, they did they did an episode on Bam Margera, but there are tons of great episodes on uh, you know, people like Chad Muska and and you know, um God, my brain just went blank. Eric, uh God. Anyway, tons of tons of cool. And so my brain's just not working now. <laughs> what is that guy's name? Chad Muska. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, fuck me. We're gonna have to look it up. But so in the BAM episode, BAM talks about how, you know, he had never really thought, like the, the thought of like day drinking had never crossed his mind, had, had never crossed his mind until he was in Europe with Ville Vallo. And it was 11 a.m. They were in a car going back to the hotel. And he's like, yeah, I got out of the car and I followed him. And he just went straight to the hotel bar and ordered a beer. And BAM was like, oh. You can do that. And, but he's like, Ville Vallo did it so naturally where it wasn't like, hey, you want to go have a beer? He just got out of the car and walked straight to the bar. Right. And just ordered a beer. He's like, fuck it, I'll have a beer. And he's like, from there, I just remember that being the trigger point to me being like, well, I can just drink whatever and still get my shit done. And anyway, that has nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. <laughs> so it's interesting. Watch that episode of Epically Later and, uh, God, why can't I think of any of the fucking guy? Jamie Thomas is one. Just go watch it. But so here's here's something I want to do. So I love that lineup. Do you know do you know anyone who has already bought tickets to go? I do not. No? Okay. I do have some friends that have already done it. So I was that's why I was curious. Do you really? I do. Well, good for them. Yeah, I I'd, I'd like to go to that. When is that again? Uh, I think it, it just said May 13th. May 13th, 2023. Yeah. God. That's closer than we think. Oh, yeah. Well, five months Yeah, away. I probably won't be able to go because baby number two will have just arrived. Right. So. So let me ask you this. Oh, oh go okay. ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, go, go. I'm changing subjects. So if you have something, don't change subjects. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. So <laughs> I put, I put a little list together and I tweeted it, but like, like bands who I don't see on this lineup that I think would fit so well. And I wish they were on it. And then songs that I think you definitely, and the listeners should check out by them. So I'm just going to give them to you. The, the, we'll call this the, no, I, I won't give them into you. In a, so I'm just going to give them to you. No particular order. Okay. So Darwin's waiting room. Song is called Feel So Stupid. Go check it out. Okay. Pulse Ultra. Song oh, yeah, is called dude. Big Brother. Oh, dude. You know Pulse Ultra? I do. What's, um, fuck. What How do you know that? What's the song? What's the song? Big Brother? No, it's, um, uh... Build Your Cages. That's my favorite song by them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We could put that one on the list too, but I said Big Brother. Okay. Which is another great song. Same record. Yeah. Uh, crossbreed, crossbreed, excuse me, painted red. Okay. I believe I told you to check out hot wire. Did you? I don't remember. So probably not. Okay. Check them out. Their song called not today. Okay. Project 86. I know you checked yep, out. Yep. Loved it. Uh, but check out the song pipe dream from their debut record, their self-titled record. Okay. Uh, a band that I just two weeks ago, I, I couldn't remember 
the name of the band and I was like going through my phone, going through my phone. And I'm like, damn, you really, I really don't have the record on my phone. I have the CD. So then I need, I went to iTunes and I immediately, so it's a band called one side zero really cool band. And I actually texted a bunch of people this once I started listening to the record again, they are breaking Benjamin before breaking Benjamin. Really? Yes. One, so one you side need to check guy. them out. Is that what you said? One side zero or one side zero. Check out the song "Sick New World." Okay. Um, the whole record is great. The record is "Is This Room Getting Smaller?" That's the name of the Check record. Yes. Okay. It is front to back good, and it is again. It's like Breaking Ben five years before. Huh. Okay. Revelé, bleed the sky. Okay. From zero, the other side. Primer 55. I I can't believe Primer. I can't believe they didn't get Primer 55 back together for this festival. But check out the song Loose by them and then Snot. We've yeah. talked about them a couple of times on this podcast. The song Snot. Yeah. I tweeted that and people were like, whatever, dude. New Speaking of that, have you, you when was the last time you heard Tommy Vex's name? Like, is he still doing music anywhere or doing anything? I don't know. I have no idea. I brought his name up because I know we've talked before and you said you've seen him whenever he was touring as the singer with Snot. Yeah. Fucking great job. It was so much fun. Yeah. That was a long time ago, dude. Yeah. (laughs) He's 40. (laughs) I didn't realize he was that old. Uh, So that would have been, yeah, he would have been young, dude. Bad Wolf singer Tommy Vex says racism is manufactured. That was on June 18th. Oh, boy. Bad Wolves announced new song and address situation with Tommy Vex. That was probably a while back. Bad Wolves have returned with a new single from their upcoming album, Dear Monsters. Yeah. Out October 29th. This will be their first with new lead singer DL. Former vocalist Tommy Vex parted ways with the band earlier this year. And up until now, the remaining members have been pretty quiet about his departure, but they are finally breaking their silence. See the statement below. It is a Facebook post, and I cannot view it for some reason. Hmm. Oh, oh, it's been removed. Nice. Yeah, that's never good. (laughs) Sorry, Tommy. (laughs) So the other thing I wanted to ask you was have you heard the new metallica let me ask you before you answer that are you a metallica fan not really not really because you haven't tried to listen to all of it or do you just you don't care i think most of it sounds the same to me wow you have people showing up at your door that's fine i'm i'm okay with that i and here's the thing i actually just for this episode today listened to about the first 30 seconds of the new song. Yeah. Immediately. All right. That's Metallica. Let's listen to it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> that's all I got. Let's listen to it. Uh, Let me give me the, thir- the give me the first 30 seconds. Uh, hang on. Full disclosure. I haven't listened to it yet. Oh, okay. There we go.
I like it so far. Yeah, so that's Metallica. I mean, it, <laughs> it does sound like Metallica. I like it though. I mean, I, I don't. I have I have respect. It rips, I have bro. I have respect for them. Don't get me wrong, I do. Um, it's just not. My I think you need to go back and listen to older stuff. That's what I think. Well, let me ask you this: Are you with the collective majority that feels like Lars's bass drum doesn't sound good? Is that is that what they're complaining about? I read this article that you sent me about yes. people complaining about it, but it doesn't. I didn't really see where it said what the complaint was. So it's just that they think it sounds bad. I guess what those people. What can make a kick up. drum sound bad? Well, there are, no. I mean, there are specific sounds it could have to make it not fit the music or not sound as powerful as it should or do you think you know, do you think that 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 people are actually w- complaining about that or do you think they're just complaining about Lars because Lars has a Lars thing a massive hatred fan base but also I just think that it's <laughs> it's it's stupid elitist metal fans being stupid elitist metal fans okay I watched a video the other day of a guy who he's one of these YouTube guys who He critiques a lot of music that comes out and a lot of like, if like a, if like a magazine, like, you know, Rolling Stone puts out like a top guitarist list or something, he'll shit on it. And it's like the, the worst thing this guy ever could have done for me was eventually go, oh yeah, well I release music as well. And I'm like, dude, as a musician, why don't you just take a step back and go, it's not my thing. Right. Like you're not just a hater. You're not just somebody who shits on things on the internet. You understand what they're trying to do. Right. You just don't think they executed well. And of course you think you can do it better. Right. But then you want to go to YouTube and tell people that you can do it better. It's annoying to me. You know, I don't, uh, look, man, I know I hate on a lot of shit on the show, but like when it comes to music, like I try to toe the line of like, it's just not for me. I can respect, but it's just not for me. But I'm not going to be like this elitist person who thinks I'm a better player or thinks I'm a better singer or thinks I can write a better song. Well, when or it, like this and that, it's like, what are you, what are you doing? When it comes, if this, but, it, but my point for the, my point, sorry. If this dude really thought that he knew better, then you'd be as big as Metallica. Right. Then you'd be as big as the bands that you criticize, but you're not. It's just your opinion, dude. That's all it is, dude. Right. And you should know better than anybody as someone who releases music, everyone has an opinion. So what's your thoughts on the kick drum? Does it bother you? It's not a fine. No, it's not a fine to me. It's not a fine? Okay. It, it doesn't bother me at all. Okay. The snare drum, which was the original thing when they released uh, some kind of monster, which was the movie or the album that they made the documentary movie about. Mm-hmm. That snare drum that everybody complained about did not sound great. But I had some drummer friends be like, hey, they were they did it on purpose. They were trying to give you this like and had it not been for the movie, I think this would have made more sense. They were trying to give you this like we're trying to figure things out garage band type of sound, which they eventually did with Rick Rubin. The problem is, is that this fucking documentary came out and then you realize, oh, wait, it took these guys like these guys are kind of bitches. 
like everything's about it's never about the music it's about ego it's about this it's about so the snare drum in that sense didn't make sense but i get what they were i get what they were trying to do because the guitars were really kind of like grimy and less produced and more it's like i guess a little it's like a little more thrashy like the earlier days okay yeah you know because they had been coming off these highly produced very successful rock alternative records you know and i think they wanted to put out a metal record my first thought would be like if like they have the choice on how they how a record sounds before they put it out and if they're established artists and they're big artists they're not going to put out an album that sounds differently than what they are looking like how they are looking for it to sound I, I I would think, right? So, like, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just saying people don't have really have a right to complain about about like you can, as well, you said, as you said a while ago. Like, okay, it's not your cup of tea. You, you, this isn't for me. Okay, and then move on. But that's not people anymore. Well, that's me taking the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. ever in 2022, everyone has a right to complain about everything. Yeah, true. And they do, you know, but. I think at this point it's like shut up. What are you still complaining about Metallica for? Just let them be old men that make good music, because that's ultimately what they are. I mean, they're still good players. They still can write a tune. Like, just stop. But yeah, the gatekeepers got to say something. Yeah, I liked what you just played me, so I'm going to check that song out when we're done. Okay. Foolishly, I hadn't listened to it yet, but I can't believe you're not a Metallica fan. Just not my, not my thing. Do you like other bands of that nature or within the same vein? Like, do you like, I do like, do you like Megadeth? Do you like Pantera? Do you like, uh, you know, bands like that? Uh, eh, I mean, I'm not going to seek it out, no. but, but I'm not going to say that I hate it either. I don't know. It's just, can I ask you a question? Uh-huh. Answer it honestly, and if you don't know the answer, just say, I don't know. Do you think that Breaking Benjamin would exist without Metallica? Probably not. Interesting. But I think that... So you, I, but, but I mean, I mean the sa- like, because of, I guess, this might sound stupid, but because of the progression of music from Metallica and bands like that, and Pantera, uh, Pantera and Megadeth and stuff like that, I think that's how you get bands like that like no. breaking benjamin okay. fair enough i actually think that breaking benjamin would have a harder time existing if it weren't for bands like pearl jam who's another one yeah i want to say creed too i want to say without creed breaking benjamin doesn't exist how i hmm. how long before breaking benjamin was creed out Let's find out. It couldn't have been that much longer, right? I think it was significant enough. Was was Creed? Did I mean was Creed Creed before like higher and with arms wide open? Can you take me higher? <laughs> My own prison came out in 1997. Okay, so when Creed did the, began in 1994. So when did the first? Breaking Benjamin album come out. This also might show you that I know Dick about Breaking Benjamin, but 
because I really don't listen. They didn't come out until they formed in 1998 and they didn't put out their first record until 2003. Oh no, Saturate came out in. Okay, wait. Uh, it was in 1998. Started as a Weezer and Beatles cover band. That is not fun. Who did? Breaking Ben. That that's not, that can't be true, right? That's what it says. Did all, Wikipedia ever lie to you before? It's on the internet. It's, it's got to be true. It's out there, and I said it, so it <laughs> has to be true. I don't know. I feel like the success of Creed's first record, I think a lot of bands owe it to that record. In, in in a sense, because of the sound, be because of the sound, and yeah, because the sound, it put, the guitar it, sound, the vocal sound, the, the the production of it, yeah, everything. Okay, I don't know. I might be wrong, but yeah, I think Breaking Benjamin owes more to like bands like Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, Vans of so bands basically of that the grunge vein. era. Not necessarily the grunge era. You're naming a lot of grunge bands. <laughs> I named two. I named two. You named Pearl Jam, you named Stone Temple Pilots, and you named, what was the other one you Creed? named? Creed? No, you named a different one, I thought. No. Maybe not. Okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the, the other thing I wanted to bring up was Loudwire. Loudwire put out this list of the 50 best hard rock or metal debut records. This is actually a conversation I've had with people quite often. You know, when I've been asked, I've always named a few, like right off the bat, like I consider like, oh yeah, well, hands down, Appetite for Destruction, Guns N' Roses, for sure, Hybrid Theory and Lincoln Park, and you know, the other one that always comes to mind is 10 by Pearl Jam. Three of the best records, you know, debut records, I think, ever. Um, Nothing Shocking by Jane's Addiction. So there are a few, but they put out this list, and I thought it was, I thought it was interesting because... None of the ones I just said were in their top 10. And I thought for sure they would be, or I'm sorry, one of the ones I said is in their top 10, but I thought for sure multiple would be. So obviously we won't, we're not going to go through all fucking 50 here, but so number 10, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden. I'm going to have to guess that you're not an Iron Maiden fan. Not really. <laughs> Cause you don't like, <laughs> yeah, I figured you don't like Metallica. There's no way. So this is a band like, I'm not the biggest fan either. I can appreciate them. It is funny though. Remember how I told you stories of the British guys coming over and they had the guys that had the band that lived above my garage. Yeah. One of the guitar players in that band was a diehard. I mean, diehard. I never saw the dude not in an Iron Maiden shirt, <laughs> if I recall. And he was always like, and I could, I remember going up there and watching him play. He would always just wail, you know, fucking rip these Iron Maiden riffs. And I remember thinking as a little kid, like, oh shit, that's going to be my favorite band ever. And then I got older and I put it in and I was like, oh yeah, this is not going to be, it's not going to be my favorite band. I can appreciate it, but it's just, yeah. So number 10, number nine, Van Halen, Van Halen. I mean, I think that's really an obvious one. Yeah. One that I forgot. And I always forget when people ask me, but I'm not, again, not the biggest Van Halen fan. Uh, there was a Van Halen record in my house when I was growing up. You know, we had a, a record player and uh, I would put it on. It wasn't this one. It was the one with Jump on it. What is that called? 1984, I believe. Okay. No, this one has Running with the Devil and Ain't Talking About Love. Like, you know, the classics, but 
So this is a good one. Nine Inch Nails, Pretty Hate Machine. Another one I always forget, and it is a good record. Are you a Nine Inch Nails fan? Yes. Yeah. So this is the song. This is the record with Head Like a Hole and yep. Terrible Lie. Do you know, have you heard the story about this record? And, you know, before they they put this record out on their original label, and then they, you know, uh, uh, Interscope signed them. But the guy, the record, the owner of the record label they were on hated this record. Hated it. He didn't even want to release it. He actually called it an abortion. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, he was wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fucking wrong. And Interscope scooped him up and the rest is history. That's a good record. Sex Pistols, Never Mind the Bollocks. Here's the Sex Pistols. Whatever. I mean, I'm not. It's fine. I mean, you could put on God Save the Queen or something like that and I'd listen to it, but you're definitely not a band that I like care about necessarily metallica kill them all so i definitely think this is i don't know if you'll like this one but it is a good debut record for sure but it is super super raw and thrashing but ramones ramones uh yeah fine i get that let's okay. bops on it it's one of their biggest songs one of the biggest you know punk songs of all time so this is a good one Jimi hendrix are you experienced this is another one i always forget but Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin, what good was, times, bad what, times, all that. So, was this just a list of debut records, or was this was there a genre? Rock and metal. Rock and metal. Okay. Yeah, Loudwire does nothing but rock and metal. Okay. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, and Guns N' Roses. Appetite is number one, and I think that makes sense. I mean, that's. Fuck, how many records did that sell? Just an insane amount. Where is Hybrid Theory on this list? Rage Against the Machine, Rage Against the Machine. God, that's a good one. one. Again, should be in, I mean, it will be in my top five, but Pearl Jam 10 is number 13. Morbid Angel, Altars of Madness. You want to know a funny story about Morbid Angel? I have no idea who they are, so I'm listening. Okay. You don't even know who they are. So they're a death metal band, I guess. Okay. I don't consider them. Well, sure, they're death metal. So, I had this roommate when I was fuck eighteen. Yeah, eighteen, nineteen. He eventually went to the Marines, and I think he's still killing people to this day in the Marines. But anyway, he was a weird guy. He was an oddball. But I used to come home, and he would be—he was a guitar player, and he would be blasting Morbid Angel through the stereo we had in our living room, playing guitar ripping fucking morbid angel riffs in his underwear with the lights off <laughs> in the dark. I would lock my door at night <laughs> to my bedroom. I This guy was weird. That's my memory of morbid angel. Never really got into him, but fine. The Stooges. Dio, Holy Diver. Where the fuck? James I, Addiction, nothing shocking. Okay. I feel Lincoln like Park, ba- based, theory, off of, based off of this list, I feel like Lincoln Park's a little too new. Uh, I mean, I think their record should be higher on the list. If you're, I do too. Me. I do too. But but as far as most I, of the bands that I'm seeing, Nirvana, Bleach, that's a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, Undertow by Tool. Not the biggest Tool fan, but I do like that record for what it is. Phantom, Suffocation. Yeah. Ooh, Dillinger Escape Plan. That's a good one. Stone Temple Pilots, Core, another good one. 
tons of fucking songs on that record. Living Color. Oh, yeah. Perfect Circle. Oh, that's a good one, too. Forgot about that. Mastodon's first record is really good. Yeah, so there's a lot of good shit on here. I would not put Smashing Pumpkins <laughs> first record on this that. list. I like Smashing Pumpkins, but I would not put that record on this list. Not a chance. Not in the top 50. Damn, forgot about that. You know that most people, this is a funny story, or funny thing about Deftones, you know that most people thought this was a seashell. It is not. It looks like one of those nose suckers. It is. Okay. Good for you. Only, corn, only corn because I have a one. kid. I know. Slipknot, Slipknot. <laughs> yeah. System of a Down, System of a Down. Yeah, these are all. Oh, shit. Yeah. Tons of good records. Anyway, I thought it was an interesting list. It's always like, you know, if you get around musicians, they start talking about that. And it's the three I always go to just because they're like top of the head. Ten, Pearl Jam, Appetite, and Hybrid Theory. But there are tons on that list. Of your favorite bands, can you name what their first record is? It's like Breaking Benjamin. What's their first record? Saturate, right? You tell me. You're the super fan. I actually did say it five minutes ago. Yeah, I think it is yeah, Saturate. It is, yeah. Yep. Good call. Who's your next favorite band? Uh, well, I mean, Linkin Park's up there. So that's a, I, I would say... Hybrid well, I already th- gave I, you that one. I know you already gave me that one. Um, let's go Story of the Year. Okay. Page Avenue. With Page Avenue, yep. Um, so you like their new song? Not as much as Tear Me to Pieces. Tear Me to Pieces. But it's still good. It's good. It, it's going to be good. It, it's looking like it's going to be a good record. Yeah, the record's going to be solid for sure. But when we talked about them last time, you said that some you read an article or something or heard somebody talking and saying that... Uh, that real life song was a story of the year song. Oh, like yeah. you're saying like, that's not, not that that's a bad thing or a knock on them. It's just, that's a story of the year song. I still felt, I kind of felt the same way about the new, the latest track too. Yeah. I got to listen to it again. I don't, I don't know that I felt that I felt okay. it was kind of fresh, like tearing to pieces, but uh, I have to listen to it again. I'm going to buy it. I need to need to buy it. Cause I, I did like it. I liked it enough to like, Oh yeah, I got to buy that. Uh, Liked it enough to buy it before the record comes out. Like instead of waiting for the record, like I kind of yeah. just want to have it now. Just, but, just, just for the tear me to pieces track, it, it's it's worth it to me. And I haven't even heard the rest yeah, of the album. I mean, and I mean, it, all three and, songs and, are good. And it goes yeah. along with. I know you've made fun of me in the past when I've said like I like songs that start out at like a slower pace and then just kick you in the face at a certain point. And that tear me to pieces does that. I know. See. As I said, yeah, you. I, I like I like that too. But the fact that it starts out acoustic and and lighter, and then all of a sudden, you know, did did you see? Uh, I think I shared it on our Facebook page. Did you see the uh, video of Dan screaming in screaming for that song in the studio? No, it's pretty good. No. It's pretty pretty Is awesome. Yeah. He's good, man. I mean, that dude's a good vocalist. Like, and that's one of the things that's funny too. Like. Uh, it's weird how attached or like just, you know, when you have something from your hometown, you become so uh, protective of it, I guess, in a way. But I was watching one of these reaction videos about tearing me to pieces. And one of the first thing, the opening line of his vocal comes in and 
it's these two guys that I follow and they pause it and the dude just goes, and I know the dude's a musician. I don't know if he's a singer, but I know he's in a band because they link music to this dude's. I've never checked it out, but they link music to his band. But um, one of the first things he says, they pause and he goes, oh, this guy's such a great singer. And I want to be like, yeah, he has been. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know why that's a, I don't know why that's a surprise. Right. You know, and that's not me, you know, again, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I'm biased here, obviously, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny how it fits into the rest of the the music world when it's someone that, you know, and they're from your hometown and you're, like I said, you're almost in a way protective of their identity and what they do. I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, of course he is. They're, they're fucking great. Like, yeah. why is this a surprise to people? But I guess it's a good thing that people are still being surprised today yeah about a band that came out you know nearly 20 years ago you know what i mean right or made their major debut so yeah good for them i'm like i'll tell you what i did do uh because we've talked about story of the year so much and uh our phones are listening to us in my youtube feed i started getting different bands from their record label i am obsessed with a band from their record label who is it it randomly came into my feed. It's a band called Loathe. Okay. L-O-A-T-H-E. Okay. They, and maybe it was because I was listening to Deftones as well that this happened, but they they sound like a heavy, this is the generic way of putting it. They sound like a Deftones with breakdowns. Okay. I guess. It's really cool music, man. But they're on, they're on Stories label, and it's like they've become like my new thing. So... Go check them out later. They're really cool. But yeah, that that Dude, label have you, have you, have is. You looked, have you looked at this band? What? Have you looked at this band? Like, do you know what yeah. this band looks like? Yeah. This picture on Apple Music. You want me to pull it up? It looks like three different versions of Jared Leto and a black guy. <laughs> That's so rude how you describe <laughs> that. But I guess you go with it. Dude, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll share it. <laughs> Say it again. Three different versions of Jared Leto. Yeah, and a black guy. Oh, that's not Does the that same. No, that's not the same picture. Well, I think this is the newest version of the band. Okay. All right. And, and I'll say this. As you look at these guys, they definitely don't look. I guess they look like they sound, but. They look English. Yeah, I'm, uh, they look English in this picture. Am I? Is that right? Uh, I, yeah, they're from the UK. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes total sense. So did you have a certain, uh, album that you listened to from them that you were, that you liked, or you just listened to some music here and some music there? So I bought their record from 2020, I believe. Let me go back here. The, I let it in and it took everything. Yes. I let it in and it took everything. And the things they believe, let it in, and they took everything. Yeah, okay. came out in two thousand twenty-one. Yeah. Oh no, two thousand twenty. Sorry. Yeah, I, I bought that one. Uh, I, um, I'm gonna move on to the next record. But yeah, it's 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 become like my new thing. 
Here's their description. So, this inventive, experimental, and eclectic Liverpool-formed metalcore act fused the brutal sound of death metal with its progressive counterpart, occasionally veering into ambient synth-led passages with a shoegaze-inspired texture. Yeah, what that was, term shoegaze is really pissing me off. I was just thinking that that's hilarious, though, because you, we just talked about that with Al. Well, Deftones is considered yeah. at times to be shoegaze, and yeah. so... They're they're heavy, heavy Deftones influence. You can hear it. Gotcha. Especially in the vocals and in the the I would say a lot of the the musical transitions from guitar to the like electronics and stuff, you hear it a lot. And obviously that's why I like it. Deftones being one of my favorite bands. I played it for my wife and she goes, It sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. I was like, interesting. And as I listen to it again, they're softer songs, obviously. Yeah. But like as I listen to it again, I'm like, yeah, I could see why. She would think that, but she also like her favorite Smashing Pumpkins is like weird Smashing Pumpkins that no one knows about. It's like electronic, like uh, eclectic. I hate using that word, but eclectic stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but that 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 record label is just one of these days. I'm just gonna go through. I'm gonna go back to their the record label page and just look at their artist roster and just start. Of like of the bands, I'm like I've never heard of them. I'm just gonna start listening yeah. because. It is just loaded, dude. Of bands that I know, and then now that I'm discovering new bands from the label, I'm just like, all right, man, this is fucking, this is good shit. Yeah. Anyway, um, before we go, make a prediction. Deshaun Watson makes his debut against his former team. All of his accusers are going to be in the stands. <laughs> How do you feel he will do? <laughs> Uh, who are they playing? Houston. Oh, you said. Uh, I mean, I think they'll win. They, if they don't beat Houston, shoot me in the face. Um, I, but I don't know if the expectations are where they. Sh- I don't know. I, I, I expectations I, or attention or focus. No, I was gonna say I think expectations might be a little higher than what we're gonna get from him. Reason why I say that, I mean, I I'm, sh- I'm sure he's been playing. No, I'm sure he's been practicing his his ass off, but he also hasn't been. He hasn't played in how long, like in an actual game time situation. And I think that Jacoby Brissett is just n- now kind of finding his role. And I don't know. I don't know if that's going to cause any beef or not. Like, do you think J- Brissett's going to end up somewhere else next season? Oh yeah. He's won, he's won himself a job. Yeah. Maybe not as a starter, but a high-paid backup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's got the eighth-best passer rating, like, numbers, all like, overall quarterback numbers in the NFL. Yeah. And look at the team's record. What more do you want from the guy? I mean, he did his job. What I mean, what the fuck do you want? Right. So. That's all. We don't need to get it too in the weeds and that. Well, we'll we'll revisit it after the game. Well, you have Sunday. to you have to give your prediction also. Like, what do you? How do you think he's going to play? I don't think he's going to meet the expectations because they are high. I do think he's going to do well enough to win the game. Yeah. But I I don't I don't think he's going to blow the roof off the place by any means. But I also think like by these these fucking lawyers bringing the fucking his accusers into the stands and so, wait, them be so there. that was, that was a real thing. I thought you were just joking. Oh no, no, that's real. 
You didn't know that? No. Yeah. So what do you think the overall reception from the Cleveland fan... Wait, is this in Houston? They're playing in Houston, right? Yeah. Now, so what do you think when he comes to Cleveland, what do you think the reception in Cleveland's going to be? I think it'll be good. You think so? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, we gave him $250 million. Well, yeah, what but, that's what, the guy? but that's what the team did. I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that the fans are on board. Approximately 10 of Watson's accusers are expected to attend Sunday's game at Energy Stadium with their attorney, Anthony Busby. Anthony Busby is a moron. Here's the thing, you know, because they want to bring attention to the situation and, 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 and you know, show that they're taking a stand. And I, that's fine. What they're doing, though, because this is such a high-profile situation, in a way, they're making Deshaun Watson the victim now. And they're, they're, to me, they're making him the victim now and they're taking a lot of the attention off of the real thing. And they're making it more about football, which at the end of the day doesn't help those women. But do you think that, like, what do you think NFL's, like, how are they looking at this? Like, is this going to be something where they're actually going to put these people, like these accusers, on on camera at some point during the game and have to, like, to where the commentators have to acknowledge it? That would be a nightmare. I think it's a bad idea. I don't think it should be. I think it should be. And I know you can't keep them from going, but I, I, I think it's a little bit ridiculous. You know, the reason why I say this is because I was listening or I was watching a game last Sunday. I can't remember what game it was, but one of the coaches or the offensive coordinator or something had had a pass where like a couple of years ago he was, um, he got arrested for speeding and driving under the influence. And, but like the camera was on him and the commentators were talking about it. Like this was like a couple of minutes where they're talking about this guy and I'm just sitting here thinking, what does this have to do with football? We're yeah. watching an NFL game. Why do we need to talk about something that happened, you know, a while back to this guy? I, yeah. I, I don't I don't understand why this is football related. Yeah, and I don't mean to sound insensitive when I say that I think it's I think it's a distraction, but I look, I'm not saying this because I care about Deshaun Watson's feelings. I don't. Right. I'm talking about the everybody else. Yeah. I'm talking about everybody else involved. Now, maybe the NFL isn't important to Busby and his clients. Maybe those teams aren't important to Busby and his clients. But at the end of the day, there are other people involved in this game, not your situation, this game. Yeah. So you want to try and be a distraction or you want to try to make it about something else? Good luck. Right. You're not going to get the people of Houston to care. Right. You know, they're going to care about football. Which, you know, I, they, get, I, get, I guess it's but. a better, it's better that they're doing this in Houston and not like at the first game in Cleveland. Oh, that's the only reason it's happening. Yeah. 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 That's the only reason it but won't I, happen. In but I also no wonder way. what the reception would be like if it happened in Cleveland. Like would the, would, it wouldn't happen. Would the fan, like would the Cleveland fans boo the accusers? Yeah. It, it, it wouldn't happen. Oh, the man. dog pound would eat them alive. That would be it bad. That it, would be bad. It wouldn't happen. Let yeah. me just, this guy's smart enough to know that that's not a good idea. Yeah. I don't care what kind of statement you're trying to make. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. 
Anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, like I said, I'm Team Jacoby, so if Deshaun Watson struggles, I have no problem with you pulling him out of the game and putting Jacoby back in. Yeah. No problem at all. No problem at all. So It's just a, another one of those contracts, man. Like you, I understand there's ways around contracts and ways of getting out of contracts and stuff, but it's a pretty brutal process, and that's a lot of money for a guy that's been through what he's been through and we don't really know what's going to happen with him yet. You're dealing with the same thing. I am. All I, I, all what I told you about Denver, I still hold true is that I'm not giving up on Wilson yet until they get rid of the Nathaniel, the, the coach, Nathaniel Hackett get better play calling in there first. Let Russell Wilson well, was play. Nathaniel Hackett, their, their play caller too. Uh, well, maybe not. Who's the I, OC there? I'm not sure. I don't. Who is their backup? Backup what? Quarterback. Uh, I can't think of what his name is. I got his pick, uh, Ripien, Ripien, Ripen, something like that. Oh, that's their, oh my God. <laughs> that's not good. Justin Outen is the offensive coordinator for the Broncos. Okay. Backup QB is Brett. Yeah, Brett Ripien. Ripien. Yeah. yeah. Is it Ripien? I think it's Ripien. I'm not sure. I haven't really heard anybody. I think say it's like it. Mark Ripien. Is that Mark Ripien? By the way, no. Let's not end on that note. We'll talk about it later. Oof. <laughs> Got to shake that one off, dude. I just made myself cringe. All right, let's get out of okay. here. <laughs> Whew.